This episode of Bushwick Breakaway is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Your donations can help those affected by COVID-19 find help and hope to give. Ask your smart speaker to make a donation to the Salvation Army or make a gift at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Let's get to the BSB OT. BSB OT, some number. Hell yeah. The draft episode. But really, I'm not really the NHL <laughs> draft, but... No, the, the NFL draft yeah. episode. I, well, it's funny because you talked to me earlier, sometimes... You know, in these trying times, Gregor, we talk about, what the fuck have we been talking about on this podcast for seven months or maybe longer? Who knows? Um, you said, you know, you've been thinking about the NFL draft a lot. And I, I've read a couple. I, I don't know a lot about it, right? But I, I've read a couple stories. Okay. I've read a couple stories for sure. So let me get this straight. One of the, the Lions OT, uh, or sorry, rather, sorry, IT directors is living in a Winnebago in the driveway of the GM for the Lions? Is that true? He sure is. He sure is, that Ryan. That is fucking yep. crazy. <laughs> um, uh, Ron, Ron, the story today is Ron Rivera has enlisted his family to help keep tabs on who's been drafted. What? Like it's their, it's his, what? it's his daughter's. So his daughter is also the social media director for the Redskins. Uh, and his wife is oh for some just reason my wife. my brain was like <laughs> Ron Rivera still coaches the Panthers but I know that's not true anymore he he doesn't anymore Matt yeah. Rule coaches the Panthers that rule and Matt Rule has like a twenty seven monitor setup in his house so it be- basically what <laughs> how do we how do we think the NHL would handle a virtual this is exactly draft? what NFL I was draft- getting to oh perfect because perfect. Because-, because the NFL draft is going to be a train wreck. But the NHL draft would be on, like, rotary phones. I think, yes. And I think this gives Kyle Dubas a big advantage. Because he knows how to use a cellular device. And he can post on Twitter mm. without being uh, uh, probably flamed by many, many different sides of people on Twitter. Uh, to, to put that nicely. But if that's the case, do you think we're headed towards that? Because part of me was, like, as I was reading all these NHL, sorry, NFL draft stories that cover... The insanity of which uh, I mean, I was reading one story. I know Nick Saban's not in the NFL, but he was like, "I've never reply. I've never replied to an email. I only call the person back." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> we're fucked." It's, it's fascinating. Behavior. Well, the the funny thing is, you go way back. I mean, it's not even way back. I mean, I guess it's way back at this point in time. It's about twenty years, but. We like to talk about the book Moneyball, or at least I like to talk about the book Moneyball. I like to talk about the book Moneyball. Once upon a, once upon a time, the entirety, the entirety of the MLB draft, a draft that, by the way, goes on for about 50 rounds, was conducted on a conference call. It's like, it's like a nightmare. We're not, that far, we're not that far removed from literally 30 people and their staffs just being on a call and announcing their picks that way. Of course, it doesn't make for good television which is why baseball doesn't do it that way anymore at least it's not how they do it for the first couple rounds but it shouldn't be this hard should, should, how many how many problems are you do you think will be part of the nfl draft tomorrow night uh, and who commits the first problem all right uh draft order I and mean, mind you the giants pick four cincinnati picks one and can they really fuck that up like can they... I think they've like pre-submitted that pick, so I'm I'm almost letting them off the hook here. And that's Joe Burrow, like, correct? Like that's... yeah, they're taking they're taking Joe Burrow, Ohio native, LSU champion, right. Heisman Trophy winner. I I'm a big Joe Burrow guy, so I I think it's a good pick either way. But it's a slam dunk pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. And so I I do think I saw the uh, the Dave Gettleman uh, pictures of him with multiple notebooks in front of him and looking like he 
<laughs> and one and one tiny laptop. Yeah, couldn't this all be solved with a a Google Sheets tab, like just one that everyone could have well, access to? That's the thing. We do offline we drafts do. for our sure. dynasty leagues, <laughs> we... and they're, they're sometimes there's like hilarity in, ensues, but we do it no problem, and we don't have to worry about being on a call or anything. I just think if you if you type in something and you once you press you hit enter and it goes. The software, whatever software they would have made, the the NFL is worth billions of dollars. Whatever software oh, they are, whatever software it is, you just say, "Are you sure this is your final pick?" And you press OK. That's it. That player is yours, and then they announce it. Like it can't be that hard. It just can't I just, be. I I I really don't understand. I okay, I understand that it's it's a little inconvenient to not be in the same room as everyone you would want to have in your war room, right? Mm-hmm. That part of it, 100%. I understand the inconvenience. But I don't get it. It's It can't be this complicated. You could either, you could have a company-wide Slack open where this is what I'm talking you're in about. a private channel. Yes. Like you, there are so many, there are so many efficient ways to communicate with people that are not directly in the same room with you where it shouldn't be that big of a deal. And then we're talking about how do these guys make trades anyway? It's not like they go in person to other GMs and cut a deal. It's like the Giants it's walk the over to the Jets call. and they're like, hey, we're, we want to trade back. Like, no, you just call. It's a phone call. You call. It's I don't the, understand. They're making the, the NFL is going to fuck this up by making it too complicated. It's not, it doesn't have to be that complicated. And they're only just doing make, round, round one tomorrow, right? Yeah. Um, is it only round that? I, that sounds right. I think it's round one tomorrow. And then two, two and three. three, four Friday. Oh my god! And goodness. then it's all day. Five, Friday? six, and seven Jesus. Saturday. Okay. Yeah, I mean yeah, that, it, that. That's where that guy's living in the driveway at a Winnebago for three days. Yeah, but it it doesn't have to. It really doesn't have to be this hard. The NFL is definitely upping how hard it has to be, and it's it's ridiculous. Back to the original point of how would the NHL handle this? I think the NHL would struggle without having the. I'm sure the NHL does the old-fashioned shit where they just write down a name on a piece of paper, hand it to someone, and they announce the pick. And I think taking that away from the NHL would be very hard. <laughs> Some GMs would absolutely fuck it up by not understanding how to submit. That. So uh, to make the to make my one Ranger-centric point, this podcast because we are a Rangers podcast, and I didn't make at least one. The two things I take away from what you just said is this. Part of me is just like a tiny bit worried about the Rangers organization handling an online draft. Not totally. I feel like, I don't feel like they're totally incompetent. I think Jeff Gordon can use a cell phone. I think John Davidson maybe doesn't use a cell phone, but he's great at communicating exactly what he wants. The other part is it makes me feel great about the Islanders drafting. Because Lou Lamarillo, <laughs> 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 I'm positive that guy's never used, typed anything ever. Like on anything, phone, computer, typewriter, nothing. It's always pen and paper. So he yeah, would, no chance. He would be working with uh, phones and calling people, and they would mess up that draft real good. So that's that's what I am excited. But the, I I did see the rumors that the NF uh, the NHL is looking to possibly move up the draft, even if like the season is going to be played afterwards. Um, I know nothing set in which, stone, but which is just psychotic. It is you can't you. You can't determine what you want to do with the draft until you determine what you want to do with the season. It's that simple. You have to really – you have to end the season first. Like, if Yeah, I, I, leagues are doing everything they can to I, generate storylines. 
because the last thing any league wants is to not be at the forefront of the sports conversation, which is part of the reason why all these leagues keep dropping timelines because they simply want people talking about their league again. It doesn't matter how realistic those timelines are. And again, can't stress this enough. There's no such thing as a timeline until we have rapid testing. So it doesn't matter what timeline gets floated out today until that hurdle is cleared. There is no race. It's, I can't be, can't be more painstakingly clear about it. Yeah, so, and, so, Andy Slater, who's this guy? So he's the guy that tweeted out today. He's a talk show host, an on-air personality. And he breaks news, by the way. Wow, thank God, Andy. It's not um, breaking news. I, You and I could go on Twitter tonight and be like, look, we heard from NHL sources that they want to complete the season this summer. Yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> we all know that. That's literally the whole reason why they haven't canceled the season yet. No what? fucking shit. This business and wants again, to make money? I don't and know. It's, it's for 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 that report today to say uh, the dates that it said, it's not even sure. I'm sure I'm sure someone with the NHL told that to him, but you and I could have common sensed our way there too, right? Today's April 22nd. The league would need at least three weeks of training to get into any sort of position to start playing games. So that puts you in about mid-May, and then from there you have to make the decision: do you play some exhibition games? Before playing the season, I would think you'd have to play at least two or three warm-up games. At least, so that's two. an extra week. So you're talking about the absolute, absolute, and this is literally if training camp starts tomorrow. The absolute earliest you could probably start is June 1st. If you want to be realistic, the league can't come back until May 1st. You pr- you spend all of May practicing, and then you're talking about the second or third week of June. So the, I, you and I are literally pulling that out of our ass just from understanding the mechanisms it would take to get the league or, back up or and operating. we're deep insiders who have mm. who have really informational sources attached to our cellular devices your thoughts uh okay no yeah, yeah. obviously right. yes obviously it, it's yeah, it's just it, it it's is just super guys. simple to understand that that's the timeline so when somebody like Andy Slater so that's a that's a best case scenario time who breaks so news. when someone says the league hopes to be up by July again no fucking shit because you're not going to get the best case scenario timeline so you need to go to plan B timeline which at this point is July and Ryan it wasn't even too what the end of March we were saying the best case scenario timeline was starting in May the realistic timeline was starting in June oh man it's been two more weeks and now it's all pushed back another month we're going to be sitting here in two more weeks and saying the league could probably be playing in August. That's just, they just, they're going to keep dangling the carrot until they absolutely can't anymore. And I think the the point break of you can't dangle it anymore is June 1st. The league will have to have a decision of feasibility by June 1st. Because this league will not start the season up again in September. They're not going to do it. I'm just going through Andy Slater's Twitter right now. I, I've wasted my time. Um, I, I just it, there's no way they end up doing. It. Let's get back to the 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 NHL draft and the, the possibility of that happening. Right, which again, I I understand what the league's trying to say. They don't want to. They're trying not to push the draft back. Right, mm-hmm. they understand that they're going to eat the cost of not being able to host it. It's not happening. It's not happening in 2020. It doesn't matter what kind of social distancing guidelines get updated in the next month or two. There is never going to be a scenario where that many people are going to be in the same building conducting something as frivolous as an NHL draft. And quite honestly, look, as much as I love sports and as much as I miss sports, it's frivolous. Let's call it what it is. Uh, So they're going to have, they're trying to think of a way where they can conduct the draft 
and basically conduct league business in this calendar year without interrupting next calendar year. But you can't hold – you literally – it makes no sense as a league to hold a draft before the season is over, right? Think of every other – baseball, The this year's upcoming baseball draft is based off the 2019 standings, which is why MLB holds it every year in summer. Uh, the, another reason why the MLB holds it every year in summer is because they have short-season affiliates that need more players. Bing, bang, boom. Makes How do you get more players? You hold a draft. Simple. With the NHL – you can't draft a kid, right? Because then what are, what are the rules? It's just, oh, you can't sign that kid to a contract yet because you have to finish the season first? Well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, imagine a scenario where the draft is held on its normal date and the season continues after that. Could the Rangers draft someone 15th overall and immediately slot him into their lineup for a couple games? I guess they would, have to, the- they would have to say you can't use – these players if, if the league starts up again right well, that would have to why be the, even put yourself why even put yourself in that situation you shouldn't what's the rush i don't know is it the rush to get these kids signed like like do they get paydays sooner is, are they looking to pay them sooner i really don't know what the rush is like to stay relevant if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you gotta cancel the season and that's if you're gonna cancel the season you better get on get on it in the next month and a half because you have to save next season which you've always said is your top priority your top priority is the next season and getting hockey back in October or November, if possible. And again, like you said, and like we'll say every goddamn podcast until there's testing, we need more testing before we can even think about hockey coming back in October. Like, I don't know if you saw this, and correct me if I'm wrong about this report, Greg, but some of the European uh, soccer clubs said that there won't be soccer until after 2021. Am I correct? And well, what, what happened the, there? The, C- the CDC report, I don't know if it's today or the last 24 hours. But the CDC report is there's real fear that next winter this will be even worse. Got it. So it's because their their argument is you're gonna have the fir- you're gonna have this continue. Mm-hmm. Immune systems naturally are weaker in the winter, and you're going to get the mix of the peak of flu season again along with this coronavirus. So whatever we're experiencing now will be dwarfed by what we could experience in the winter unless we get a handle on it now so great we could i mean there's an opportunity where the nhl comes back in october and then by december it's shut down again and the league doesn't want that we don't want that nobody wants that which is again why i would hope everyone is focusing on just getting fucking testing rapid testing available to everyone at no at limited or no cost and then as soon as we get rapid testing for the coronavirus, we can get rapid testing for antibodies that if you have them, you can battle the coronavirus. There's a two-step system here. I don't know why I feel you gotta this. Let this. The science has to be the science before we can have sports. Agree. I don't know why I feel this way, but I do feel like no matter what happens, week one of the NFL will be there. I just, I don't know why. Like, I know all the other sports, like basketball, hockey, and stuff like that, it, they, they really couldn't get, like, the bubble dome or whatever is going on. I feel like the NFL at all costs will be playing. At all costs. Yeah, I mean, it has a lot of variables it needs to depend on. I mean, a lot of these places will probably still have some sort of order in place in terms of mass gatherings. And that all it takes is 50 people. There are 56 people on an NFL roster every week. Yeah. Plus coaches. Mm -hmm. There's a coach for every position on the team. Plus trainers. Plus front office personnel. Mm -hmm. It is... 
an, a team, an NFL team, they're what? How many people do you think are on a staff every week? 125 Yeah, people? I was about to say 130. Yeah, that's one team. And you'd have two of them in the same building. And I, and I still think they're going to do it. That's where I'm know. at. I'm not – I'm really I'm really not getting my hopes up about it. I'm not I'm not getting my hopes up about baseball season. Baseball, I think hopes it's done. It's done so. I really do think it's, it's – I, th- I think baseball is the only sport that has a shot of playing this year. Really? I don't think – I don't think you're going to get I, – I don't know when it's going to start. I don't know if it's going to be like a 30-game season. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be. Right. But I don't th- – you're not going to get hockey – you're not going to get hockey back. It doesn't make any sense to play hockey in the summer. Even in these remote locations they're talking about. And the report today was what one stadium for every division. So then we're just, I guess the league is just readjusting the schedule for the remainder of the year because it it's not just it's not just where these games are going to be played. It's how the fuck are you going to get the international players back here? That's and when they're back here, are they going to follow different rules? Yeah, that's my biggest like, question. And then what, when they're done, we just send it back? We could do that? Like that's a thing? <laughs> but I, don't I mean, not not to give Larry Brooks all the credit in the world, but Larry Brooks had a good point today in the article he wrote. What do you do with the Swedish players? Sweden is basically saying, hey, you're on your fucking own with this virus. We're not shutting anything down. You want to go do stuff? Go do stuff. Understand the risk you're undertaking by doing it. We're not going to tell you what to do. do. Those players, when they come to the States, I'd be hard-pressed, Ryan, if those players weren't required to spend two weeks in quarantine. And if those players spend two weeks in quarantine – the Mika Zibanejads of the world, the Henrik Lundqvists of the world. Well, do, does how does that impact how the Rangers are training for whatever games they want to play? Do they still have to – does their training camp fall within any three-week period and they just admit that Mika Zibanejad won't be able to participate for two of those weeks? That feels That's a question bad. the NHL would have to have to tackle. Right. Not to mention how these players get in the country. They, Flights aren't exactly flying to and from Europe right now. Yeah, not really so a lot of them. Forget about, forget about where these games are going to be played and just – understand the human movement that is required for these games to happen. It's just not going to fucking happen. Air Canada is not even flying into the United States right now. They've suspended all air travel into the U S great. So it's, 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 it's just absurdity to think that there could be even a modicum of normalcy with sports right now. It ain't happening. So I, I, the only, literally the only sport I can see it happening is baseball because they just have the most time. Their season hasn't started. They get, they get to decide however they want this bastardized season to look like the the nba you, i'd be stunned at the first league to shut down is not going to be the first league to come back that's oh, it's just like a situation where i do i think baseball really is like i just i think they're donezos also i think we're not getting i know that, i that i i think i think i'm with you simmons, i think the only sports that have a shot is baseball and football simmons had the the leader of whoever the uh olympics is in 2028 on the guy the guy that's hosting la he's also like an nba agent and he was like i guarantee you'll see sports this year and i was like how can you do that <laughs> how could you guarantee we're gonna see sports this year i mean really the only thing you're gonna be watching this year is horses in florida and esports in, in my opinion but I, I, I guess the one thing, I, I just to not go back on what I said, I do feel like the NFL at all costs will be playing. I just don't – I think they'll be like, fuck science, pay people off, and play. And, it, and it'll be televised, and their ratings will be absolutely bonkers, and they'll still make hand over fist money. And that'll be it. And others, other industries that's a, will be that, pissed off. Ryan, that's, that's part of the thing I don't think people understand. I can't guarantee it'll be televised because it's, it's, it's not Fox's responsibility to come show up to the NFL stadium. Right. Mm. It, it like I see what I you're saying. News. Right. I work in news. I haven't been in my newsroom for a month 
I haven't worked a normal day in my newsroom since March 9th. And ESPN's doing shows remotely where staff is much smaller than it normally is. The news, the the machinations of getting this stuff on TV, when it's a studio show, you don't need that many people around. You don't. But when it's a live sporting event, there you need about 15 to 20 people alone in the production truck. And again, there could be areas in this country where that's not cool or not even allowed. Forget about not cool. And then Fox Sports, ABC, CBS, NBC. Got to tell you, these are smart enough organizations to know that they're not going to put their own employees in that situation to put this on TV. If they can do it, and not to mention, by the way, um, most NFL production crews are unionized. So it's not as simple as just saying you can have robot cameras all around. There are literal rules and guidelines for how many camera people you need in order to put an NFL game on. It's negotiated in their collective bargaining agreements. That's why whenever there's lightning, all of a sudden you lose camera angles <laughs> and then camera guys go away and you get one camera. And that's the way it is for however long it is. It's funny. I didn't think about I, the lightning part. That's funny. Yeah. It's, it's just, there's, it's the, in order for us to watch these things, they have to be put together by production teams and production teams can handle studio shows from home or NFL drafts from home. We're not going to get TV shots of these guys' living rooms. You're basically going to get a TV shot of whatever headquarters the NFL wants this to put up in and cuts to a couple different studios that have literally two to three people in it and no more than that. I don't know how you go about having it. We're, when hockey does come back, you want to know what you're probably not going to see? Sam Rosen and Joe Micheletti sitting next to each other. Like It's stuff like that that you have to keep in mind. The people have to be separated on broadcasts too. Sure, you want to put someone between the benches, that's probably fine. But it you Gregory? Gregory. No, Greg. We lost him. We lost him, everybody. I don't know if this is the end of the show or not. I don't know where he went. His internet might have just cut out. If this is the end of the show, it's a short one for BSBOT, and I want to thank everyone for listening. If not, we'll continue in two seconds once Gregory returns. How's your day going? Hmm. That's good. Let me just text Gregory and say, he cut out. You cut out. You know what? We'll be right back. Hey, have you guys heard about the Black Tux? The Black Tux believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear, a suit or a tuxedo for their big day. Do you know the Black Tux was actually started by two guys who once had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could ever imagine? It turns out they weren't alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews from a competitor tux shop that shall not be named. Go elsewhere. This place is terrible unless you like dressing like your grandpa for Halloween. We felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy, so we were afraid of his bad vibes might have followed us our wedding day, so we left. Um, if you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, order your tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off code with code BLUESHIRTS. Or, actually, it's RANGERS. I do this every single time. Code RANGERS. That's theblacktux.com with code RANGERS. For 10% off your purchase, the Black Tux formal wear for the movement. I did have a Black Tux one from one of my best friend's wedding where I was the best man. And I have to tell you, I was extremely satisfied. Use the code RANGERS. Back to the show. 
Anyway, Gregory, as I was saying. I blame coronavirus Wi-Fi. I, I blame the Wi-Fi also. <laughs> um, all right. I, I gave us a, a cutaway, so we're good. I'll edit that out. Um, give me your give me your five minutes on this NHL draft and what you find so fascinating about it. NFL, sorry. NHL or NFL? NFL, sorry. Um, I don't think there's ever been a draft with this much talent at skill positions. I, I can't I can't rec- I can't remember a draft in our lifetime where there are this many wide receivers and running backs that are very good all in one draft class. I like yes the the people will think about the star names, right? The CD Lambs, the Jerry Judys, the DeAndre Swifts, the Jonathan Taylors, but the guys who would be those late first early second round talents are going to end up going into third round this year because there's just so many. Like I love Devin Duvernay. He's a wide receiver from Texas. Uh, he is just a, a ball hawk. He catches everything. And he played in a pro-style system. In a normal draft class, he's a guy that gets talked about at the end of the first round, early, mid, second round draft pick, no worse than that. In this draft class, he'll be lucky to go in the third round. There's so many people ahead of him that in a normal draft year wouldn't be there. And then you have guys like um, Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan, KJ Hill from Ohio State, again, your normal mid-round wide receivers, they'll be lucky to get drafted because there's so many fucking wide receivers. It's ins- and the quarter it's actually a great quarterback class too. Joe Burrow's wonderful, Tua, if he's healthy, is wonderful. Uh Justin Herbert's got a lot of buzz, but those like next tier of guys, the Jalen Hurtses of the world, I No, Gregory. We can't keep doing this, babe. You cutting out like this and me having to edit more in the podcast. I'm just happy this doesn't happen during the main show. It'd be a pain in the ass. Anyway, what Gregory was saying is this should be a very interesting NFL draft. And I can't deal with his cutout issues anymore. This has been a very shoddy BSBOT. And uh, we'll be most likely ending the show in a second. I think what would be most interesting about the NFL draft this year is if the Jets take an offensive lineman or not, when what Gregory was just saying, there's so many talented wide receivers available. And my other thing is, I've read it countless times over and over and over again on the Twitter.coms how it's not really the best idea to take a running back in the first round when there's so much other talent. I wonder which team reaches up and takes a running back and and who 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 that team will be to get flamed for it? Uh, I'm sure I'm sure that'll happen, especially with the talent that Gregory was just talking about. But if that's really the case, then I don't know if we'll ever see a Shaquan Barkley or Elliott top five pick ever again. Shaquan Saquon? Sorry, I don't know why I did that so bad. Anyway, uh, this has been a very shoddy BSBOT. I don't know where Gregory went, and I'm going to end the recording now. That's it. Hope you guys have a wonderful week and. We'll be back next week with a full-fledged Blue Shirts Breakaway where we talk, hopefully without any cutouts. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. It's time to expect more from urgent care, like caregivers who take time to listen, smooth access to local specialty care if you need it, virtual visits and save your spot convenience, plus easy access community locations. And we're open 365 days a year to treat your sprains, cuts, fever, and flu. Northwell Health Go Health Urgent Care. Get more than you expect and exactly what you need. Welcome to a new era in urgent care.